0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So there is an administrator, and he tells about Yeshiva is not long. It goes back to the 1950s. He tells about Yeshiva, you know, I was doing the books of the Yeshiva, and today it was particularly easy. Yeah?: Yeah, I was trying to balance the checkbook. for those of you don't understand, there used to be a time that you balanced a checkbook. You had like a, something it looked like this, but right? me and Paris, we still have right. It was like a checkbook thing, right, a check register, and you kept your balance inside. When you wrote out a check, you actually, without a calculator, had to subtract how much was left. And when you deposited a check, you filled it in. We used to do this, parents. Hey, I pays good cash, <laughs> used to do this. We, we used to do this. Go explain it. So he said, today was very easy for me. So... He asked the listen, why was it so easy? He says, normally you have to figure out, is there enough money to cover it? How long does it take for the check to clear? Today it was simple. <laughs> there's no money in the account. <laughs> he says, do you know what I mean? It's a very simple cash. We need $50,000 and we have zero. $50,000 <laughs> minus zero. I know how to do that also. So we owe $50,000, he says. The Rashid is thinking, for a moment, he's a survivor. And he goes, uh, he says, uh, there's a brand new house across the street. Very fancy house. Somebody moved in. He says, yeah. We really can knock on his door. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a yid? He's a yid. But uh, no, no, no. you know what? You don't want to knock on his door. How do you know he's a yid? said, I went to the store today to get kugel for Shabbos for the yeshiva. And they told me I can't have any kugel because we didn't pay the last six years. Last six years? Six months. Don't make it worse than it is. Okay. And also, he ordered all the kugel. I know he's Yiddish. He doesn't have a mezuzah on his door. Kugel first, mezuzah second. He has his priorities straight. But yeshiva says, let me try knocking on his door. He bought a $5 million house. says, I was looking to buy that house for the yeshiva also. Okay. And I made some chashba and I realized where they wanted $5 million for the house. Yes, and we were $5 million short. That's all. I said, let, let me knock on his door. Let me knock on his door. Yeshiva, don't, don't. Yeshiva, don't, don't. Let me knock on his door. Yeshiva knocks on his door. Knock, knock. What do you want? What are you doing here? Get out. Hello, I hear some I introduce myself and in Rosh Hashiva, i yeshiva across the street. You ever have, have an issue with the Bach? Yes, I do. They make too much noise at night. I'll get off my property. And he's speaking with a heavy accent, heavy Russian accent. And the Rosh Hashiva is, is is talking to him. He says, look, maybe you want to come across the yeshiva a little bit and spend some time, have a say that, you don't get off my property right now, I'm calling the police. He says, what about a little menschloch guy? You don't want to give me money. You don't want to come across, okay. So I went through by Hitler, there's no menschlechkeit anymore, okay? Menschlechkeit is gestarm. Get out! There's no menschlichkeit. They leave. And the administrator said, I told you so. Rashida's very taken aback by this, by this attitude. And as they're walking away, Rashida stops, turns around, is going back. So no, don't go back. Don't, don't! I'm going back. No! I'm going back knock. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. I'm sending the police. i He says, the police come. It'll take him 15 minutes to come. It'll take him 10 minutes to send us out. He won't want to tell you a story. I don't want to hear your stories! By the time I finish the story, the police will be here. I'll be finished before they're here. So he says, you don't want to give money. You don't want to act like a man. You don't want to step across the issue of the But don't tell me Nech-Lakai. there's no more Machelakite after the war. You don't know what I went through by Hitler. He goes, oh, I, did I was also in the concentration camp. I know exactly what you went for. I want to tell you a lot of the Bachrim and the yeshiva were in the Hungarian work battalions, the Munkabar with them, right? Which was like one drop above a concentration camp. There were supposedly Yiddish soldiers, unarmed, they were, their main job was to be a human mind detector, or to be fodder in between the crossfire. One percent of them survived. And they were they had food once a day and worked forty eight hours and they would have my says, my Bachram were in the Hungarian work battalions. And there was a Yid who was also in the Hungarian work battalion. His name was Reb Yudel. Yudel was an Ish The Bachram tried to take care of him. It was in his 90s. And one day they saw Reb Yudel collapse. And the Bachram picked him up, carried him to his room And they were giving out the soup then. And once a day they gave out the soup. So they said, Reb Yudel, please come down to get the soup. We're not allowed to bring the soup up. If we bring the soup up, they could shoot us for that. Not they could, they do. Please. He says, I can't go down to the soup. I'm just asking you, Bacharim, one thing. That if you can, please bring me to Kei Israel." He said, no, Rebidol, don't, don't talk to me. He says, I'm old enough, it's okay. And they're begging him to come down. And the Bakhram said, maybe we should take the soup and try to sneak up. He said, chas I won't drink it if you come. You cannot put your lives in danger. And all of a sudden, this yid comes up. And he's holding not one, he's holding two bowls of soup. So he said to him, "Please, Reb Yudel is dying. You give us one of the bowls." "No, he's dying. Give us one." "No, where's your humanity? There's no humanity anymore." He walked away. Reb Yudel passed away. Sanchma Yisrael passed away. So now, we, how do we get him to Kehav Yisrael? So we carry him through the woods, bury him in the cemetery, but... They may not make it back before the next roll call. And then they're deemed deserters and forget it. They said even if they do make it back, they don't make it back for rations. They only get the soup once a day. That means for 48 hours they're going to have to work hard labor. They won't survive. They won't be able to survive. They decide, we're going for a butyl. And they carried his body through the woods, and they buried him, and they raced back, they raced back. And meanwhile, they're ready to roll call. They said two soldiers are missing. And the general was already trigger happy. He had his finger on the trigger. We're going to catch those deserters and shoot them and hang them in front of anyone. They, they showed up, it was in the middle of giving out their rations. So they heard, they said, let's just run for it. we we'll run for it. They're going to catch us. Let's, the catchers come late. It's not like amp. You come late. You get docked from an activity. You know what I mean? You get your head chopped off. Let's try. So the guy recounts, he says, no, I made a mistake. They're here. You didn't make no mistake. Two people showed up late, and they missed their rashes. That means they tried to run away. Who was it? So the beginning was us. So the general calls them over, and he tells one of the soldiers to tie them to a tree, these bachram, and he gives them a horse whip, and he says, 20 lashes. And the bachrams say to themselves, in case one of us dies, at least do the same thing for us, bring us to the Israel. And they're about to do it, and all of a sudden some other general shows up and says, the train is coming through tomorrow and the tracks aren't clear. Everyone to work. What are these guys doing tied to the tree? Lashes, lashes, smashes, give them the lashes later. Out! They untied them and they all ran to the tree. It wasn't easy. They had to work 48 hours without rations. Somehow they forgot about the lashes. Passed by. So Rashida said, Don't tell me Menschlichkeit stopped during the war. Because here's during Gehenna M'shebe Gehenna. They're at the abyss. They're at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Total dark. No sunlight breaks through. And don't tell me there was no menshlechite, because my Bakram and my senefesh themselves in a way that you can't even imagine. And the guy is like frozen. And as he turns around to walk out, he says, Rosh Yeshiva, tell me what the Yeshiva's budget is. I'll cover it every single year. What happened to you? He says, I was the person with the two soups. I was the one that was holding the two soups. I was the one that had it. He said, I guess there's no hope for me because they caused Rav to die. So he said, no, Rav time anyway. But if the Eid made this Hashgach pratis, it's assuming that you're here. It's assuming you're supposed to be here for a reason. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org